The following program is sponsored by the friends and partners of Family Face Ministries. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Revolutionary Family with Dino and Jody, where we talk to you about topics, tips, techniques from the Bible to help you have a revolution in your home and help you have a revolutionary family. Just a, a reminder to everyone of, of tips and topics and and methods that we've learned over the years from the Bible that have helped us to just transform the way things go in our house and and just uh, just have order and peace and blessing here. And we're just praying that it'll be a blessing for your family as well. So today, what are we going to talk about? Well, Joey? last week we talked about family discipleship. So we're going to continue on with that same topic. Awesome. So family discipleship, when we say that, we're talking about <clears throat> the fact that uh, Jesus gave us the Great Commission in Matthew to go and make disciples of all nations. And last time we talked about this boom light bulb moment that I had in church where a nation actually starts with an individual and our children are individuals and what a yeah what a light bulb moment i had when i thought about it in that respect that our children are the start of nations and five that, yeah yeah <laughs> five nations yeah coming out of our household mm -hmm. and how many others where you know i've always thought of this great commission as something you do at church or something you do outside of your home, but how important it is to disciple your family. And that's actually fulfilling the Great Commission and actually how it's been kind of a great omission, right? In, right. in, in our society where, where we're not seeing the, the training at home and we're not seeing the discipleship and that experiential learning and, and biblical truths biblical and our truths. The children before they go out into universities and colleges and yeah exactly so really a quick quick recap from from last time we talked about the first topic about being intentional and how you have to really Focus and, and put it in front of your mind all the time to, to make your, your household, to make your home this, um, this place for, the, like this home base for, for ministry. And, and you always have to be thinking about it and, and be, like, be intentional about it. And then we also talked about, about prayer and how we want our children to learn to pray out loud see us as parents praying out loud praying together praying for others so it just so it just becomes natural to right. them 
just like Jesus did, right? When he when he taught the disciples to pray. He was definitely an example by doing by being in action. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I did want to mention a little bit too that this whole experiential training concept, this discipleship at home concept, how how important it is and how effective it can be. I think a lot of times as church-going families, people mistakenly think, oh, I can drop the kids off in Sunday school and they'll get All what they, they need, need to for learn. The week. <laughs> right? They'll get they'll get what they need to learn while they're there. Or putting them in a Christian school, right? Because we had children in Christian schools. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean that they're getting everything, the training and the biblical principles and truths that we would teach here in a home. Yeah, and just the opportunities at home are so much more. Right. I mean, think about this. Here's a little here's a little math for you. If a parent exposes their children to to kingdom principles six days a week until that child is eighteen years old, there's actually five thousand six hundred and sixteen opportunities to have your kids experience the truth and the justice and the mercy and the goodness of God. But if they only get to Sunday school for those 18 years, right, once a week, they only get 936 opportunities to hear about God's goodness. And even if you go to Sunday school for a lifetime, up to like 70 years of age, Hmm you only get 3,640 exposures to God's wonders and to our awesome God. So just what that means is, like, by God's design, he would have us expose our children to more heavenly principles by the age of 18 than what they would get in the modern church in an entire lifetime. It's pretty wow. pretty mind-blowing. So, um, you know, we I mean, obviously we thank God for... Sunday school teachers and and what they get. And we thank God for the private schools Mm -hmm. and the the Christian schools. But, um, but those are, those are meant to be supplements to what's going on in the home. And I just wanted to, I mean, that was kind of eye opening for me, just the, the amount of opportunities, right. That, that we have. And that's just, if it's happening once a day or right, you know, if you're counting, daily exposures as one time when really throughout the day you have multiple opportunities. Right. So it's probably even a larger magnitude than what we just talked about. Um, but anyways, today we're going to touch on a couple different aspects of family discipleship. And um, you want to introduce the next point? Biblical teaching. This is Jesus was constantly teaching the scripture to his disciples and others. We're, as we or as parents, are to teach it to our children, the biblical principles in scripture. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be pounding it into their head. It's a, I look at it as applying everyday life experiences, right? As we have 
our youngest son recently was starting to get afraid of things and afraid of the dark and afraid something might happen to us. So we go back and I said, well, what does the Bible say about fear? And so we talk about what God's promises are in Psalm 91, promises of protection over our family, promises of that God doesn't give us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. So instilling those truths, God's word is living and breathing, instilling those, that, those scriptures into him for those certain situations that he's walking through really trains him for life, right? So when he comes into a, a fearful experience and mom and dad aren't there, how is he going to handle it, mm-hmm. right? Is he going to pull out the word of God and, and speak out those words, God's word out loud in that fearful situation? Yeah, it's so important. We, um, well, we know the Bible says faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. We know it says that, you know, his word is like medicine to our flesh, right? health to our bones. There's so many, um, well, let's look at this Bible verse too. This is in, back in the Old Testament. But it's in Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 18. And I'm reading the New Living Translation. It says, So commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these words of mine. Tie them to your hands. Wear them on your forehead as reminders. Teach them to your children. Talk about them when you're at home, when you're on the road, when you're going to bed, when you're getting up. Write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates so that as long as the sky remains above the earth, you and your children may flourish in the land the Lord swore to give your ancestors. Why? So you and your children may flourish. That's, that's, um, that's how immersed we should become in God's word because it's so, it's so beneficial. God gives us answers to everything. And you know mm-hmm. how to how to live life and yeah how to react in a scary situation how to react when someone's coming against you how to love someone that's not lovable how to overcome adversity all those things how to have self esteem think about it today in a in a time when People are confused about their identity and and social media, right? Um, kids need to hear what God thinks about them, right? How He loves them, how how much He I made them, them in His image, in His image, so good. And so, it's 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 laid out right there for us, almost in that verse, how you can do it. It says you're walking along the road. As you're driving down the road, you can talk about, hey, look at, you know, wow, check out those trees, kids. God is so good. Look at the blue sky today and the sun and mm-hmm. giving God praise throughout the day. Yes. And like like you said, we, you know, we used to drive the kids to school and, and recite Psalm 91 right. out loud together. So they just, they hear that about God's protection over them. They don't have to walk in fear. They can walk around in confidence. It builds up their faith. 
Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, as they're walking along the road, as you're driving down the road, when they're when they're laying down, going to bed at night, you can talk about it. Those are great opportunities to do it. And um, actually, this kind of leads into another topic for us. The next point, another good time to um, impart truths, mm-hmm. biblical truths, is breaking bread together. Yeah, we say how and so important to have family dinner throughout the week together. Society today's families today are so busy with running. You know, kids go to school, they come home, they run off to to sport practice, and and they have homework, and then it's bed, and it's five days a week. And we've been in that before. And so important to say, you know what? Tonight we're having family dinner and breaking bread together, just as Jesus broke bread with his disciples, sit down and have a meal together. And that's where he really imparted a lot of truths too also, right? Where you can talk about their day and certain situations that may have happened and what biblical scriptures go with those certain situations throughout the day. It's a great teaching time because pretty much everyone has food in their mouth. The kids are eating and you have to quiet, right? Just like last night, we had such a delicious dinner. The whole dinner table was quiet, but you're able to impart truth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Something about um, <clears throat> good food and um, just bringing people together. And, and yeah, like you said, that's very often you see Jesus, you know, teaching as they're having a, having a meal around the fire. Right. Or right up to the Last, the supper. last supper, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, we, we can't stress enough how important that time is. And, and if that's like the only time you could get, right, it's like, it's so effective. Like you said, everyone has food in their mouth. Hopefully they're not talking with food in their mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Some of us are still working on that. Yeah, well, we work on that still. (laughs) But uh, it does give us great opportunities, and and there's there's something about the closeness of of a meal together too that just it just builds unity, unity, and and share experiences throughout the day, and and yeah. I think it also builds family identity, right? Like you've talked about, masellas are you've imparted into the kids what the masellas are all about in our mission statement as a family and I really believe that as we come together as a family there's such a unity and such a blessing on that from God we're coming together in unity we're breaking bread together just as Jesus did with his disciples and we're talking about our day we're talking about what God did throughout the day and the people we got to minister to and what God did all the good that he did throughout the day as well as applying, like, how can we apply these different, the different scriptures to certain situations that may have gone through throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even even talk about the challenges that we've faced throughout the day right. and how can, you know, what, what a great learning time. You know, how can we, you know, you give the kids a chance to share the challenges they've faced throughout the day and, and mom and dad can have the opportunity to, Share how God says to handle those challenges. Right. And pray with them. It just yeah. really opens up <clears throat> what's going on instead of letting them go out throughout the week and just carrying all that themselves mm. on their shoulders. Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah, that's good. I, um, you know, one, one of the things that we do to, to talk about how that actually happens is we, a lot of times, you know, we'll say, oh, how was your day? Oh, it was good. good. That was the answer you get. <laughs> so. What was so good about it? <laughs> you, you, you're great at this. You'll say, well, what, you know, what was, what was your favorite thing today? Mm, oh, the table. Dinner table. Right. Yeah. Or what was your least favorite thing right. today, you know, that happened today? Or what are you thankful for? You start seeing more complaining. I'll say, what are you thankful for? And as they start speaking what they're thankful for, all that complaining just goes away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's there's some effective ways to get the conversation started at dinner. And uh, it is important to keep some order, like we said, you know. You can also teach the kids, oh, we don't talk with food in our mouth. So <laughs> anyways. Well, I think it just really, I know, really unlocks their heart when we actually have a time to sit down together as a family and laugh together and just share our day together, that it really unlocks the heart where they're able to open up, right, and, and talk about how their day was. And instead of just like, how was your day? Good. Okay. You're good. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm. Because today's busy, family, having a big family. People, I know there's parents that work out, are out in the workforce, and then they Some come multiple home. Multiple jobs, yeah. 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 And so we're not saying every day, you know, these families that are super busy with trying to keep up with working and everything, but just making it intentional, even if it's one day a week or two days a week of family dinner, just taking the opportunity, put it on the calendar. Okay, everyone, we're having family dinner tonight. You've had to do that in the past. We get so busy. Yes. Family dinner. Because it's pretty easy, you know, especially since our kids are getting to the age where they're able to, you know, we have take married. care of themselves and everything. So they'll just, it's easy for them to just run to the refrigerator, right? grab something for themselves alone. Or cook for themselves alone. Right. And not <laughs> and not share in that intimacy of the whole group meal. So Well, even uh, the other night you came home from work and you brought us home Taco Bell. And you're still unloading stuff and they're all sitting at the ten- dinner table waiting patiently for you to come in. <laughs> We're starving. <laughs> but we asked them to wait. Yep. Because so we, we could, cherish that time. It's... Priceless mm-hmm. is priceless. Awesome. Awesome. So biblical teaching, breaking bread. Next one we have is hospitality. Hospitality. Actually, we hosted a newlywed couple yesterday out to our home for the day. Mm-hmm. Right? And we've hosted many different families that maybe you've gotten hard, hardened to church. Um, in our in our neighborhood, we've invited people over and coffee time and um, just imparting love, right? Breaking down those walls of being having turned off to church. We've had a family that we actually, I think, for over a year, we just continue to just love on them, be there for them, help them out when they needed help, and. It, 
our house became like kind of like a sanctuary for them, right? Coming over when there was trouble and their family or battling with certain things that they would come to our house. And eventually we said, hey, you know, we've really got such a great relationship with you guys. You know, we want to make sure that you're going to be coming to heaven with us. <laughs> Are you 100% sure you're going to heaven? And they're like, no. And so we were able to lead them in the salvation prayer at our kitchen table. Yep. But it wasn't, hi, welcome to the neighborhood. You want to meet Jesus? <laughs> in that situation, they were so hurt by the church that it took over a year, right? Just like as peeling back the layers of the onion. Mm-hmm. getting to their heart that was so hardened against the church. And now they're in ministry. It's just amazing. Yeah, yeah. Just being hospitable. Yeah, just um, taking the time to build relationships and, you know, entertain strangers, strangers show love to strangers. Um, Bible talks about you know, you could be entertaining angels. Right. Right. But that that's just the um the attitude that we wanna do that we wanna take towards it towards strangers is that um, you know, Jesus loves people and God loves people and and we just wanna Part of making our home a base for for ministry is opening it up to others and inviting people in, and and not just your home. It's just it's just um, well for anywhere Christmas, you go, right? Anything. We delivered Italian bread to certain neighbors, right? Just because we wanted to show them the love. We didn't say, "Hey, here's Italian bread. Now take Jesus." <laughs> but it's just working on planting those seeds with people and. Maybe we'll be the ones that lead them to the Lord, but maybe it'll be another labor that comes across their path. But in the meantime, showing them the love of God through acts, right? Being mm-hmm. hospitable, helping them out when they get stuck in the snowbank. You've done that many times for the neighbor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just random acts of kindness. As a family, like even we've taken the kids and we've done serving and helping other families and their yard work or right we do it as a family yep yeah that's that's the discipleship part of it having your kids experience with you that just the way jesus effectively discipled his disciple get them in action doing right. this stuff have them be hospitable with you right and and it'll just part of their nature when you send them off to become their own family. Right. So. Well, we're saying that when they're older girls that are married, that they're, they have family dinners together now with their kids and their husbands and they go on date nights. And so we're seeing, I'm seeing, well, we're both seeing what we've done in the home and instilled and we're an example to them. We don't have to say, hey, you know, you guys need to sit, you know, it's important to sit down for family dinner. They're already doing it mm-hmm. by what we did as actions here in our own home. Yeah. We're duplicating. Thank you, Lord, duplicating. Awesome. That was good. Good stuff today. That's all we want to talk about today. That's all we have time for. 
mean, it's not all we want to talk about. That's all we have time for. For family today. discipleship today. So we'll probably do one more on family discipleship. Yeah? Yeah, I think so. So being intentional. Being intentional. Praying. Prayer. Praying together. Praying as a family. Praying for others out loud. Biblical teaching. Mm-hmm. Instilling those biblical truths to Scripture. Breaking bread together. Family dinner. Family dinners throughout the week are so important. And then being hospitable, hospitality. How can we serve others together as a family? How can we invite others in and just break bread together as having dinner and having fun together? Yeah, that's good. So there you have it. Several good tips on how to disciple your family. We'll have more for you next time. On the revolutionary family. And if you enjoyed this message, won't you please give us some feedback, share it with others so it can be a blessing for them as well. Like and subscribe to the Revolutionary Family Podcast. Yes. And so with that, this is Dino. And Jody. The Revolutionary Family. We'll see you next time. Bye. Family Face Ministries, our mission is to restore the face of the family. That means equipping families with the teaching and the tools that they need to succeed. You can support that mission with either a one-time gift or by becoming a recurring monthly partner. Your gift today will help keep families together. To give, visit familyfaceministries.org give or call us at 877-336-6540.